there simply wasn't a heartbeat anymore. Our perfect, miracle baby was gone. So we'd gone from complete elation to um, it's all over. I went through a natural miscarriage, which was pretty full on. I think to this day it sort of sits with me as well because it was quite a, a big a big deal. That's to this date my only time that I've been able to have a successful pregnancy as such on our own. I think a couple that have gone to extraordinary lengths to have a baby have a heightened loss. Hold on, hold on to yourself. This is gonna hurt like hell. Hello, I'm Emma Siossian. Sadly, many couples who face issues with infertility also have to deal with pregnancy loss, and often more than once. Sometimes the loss can happen early in the pregnancy, and other times much later on. At any stage, it's a huge blow, especially after often going through a long struggle to fall pregnant in the first place. For us, loss came very early and unexpectedly in the form of my ectopic pregnancy, but that proved to be just the start of a very harrowing year. A couple of months after the ectopic pregnancy and after our first IVF cycle, Adam and I decided to have our frozen embryo transferred. After another painfully long wait, I received the amazing news that I was pregnant. It was such a shock I had to ask the nurse twice if she was sure. We couldn't have been any happier. It felt like we'd put in the hard yards and our turn had come. Our first ultrasound at seven weeks revealed a perfect beating heart. One of the most amazing moments in any pregnancy when it all suddenly feels very real. The next week, though, my pregnancy hormones stopped rising as fast as they should, and we were told I would almost certainly suffer a miscarriage. To the amazement of our medical team, the next ultrasound showed our baby's heart was still beating. Adam and I thought it was a sign that our little one was a fighter, and we clung desperately to the slim hope that we would defy the odds. But after another fraught week of waiting and hoping, a repeat ultrasound showed that there was no longer a heartbeat. It was like literally being punched in the guts. It was so hard to understand why this was happening to us when we'd been doing all the right things and we'd invested so much in trying to have a baby. It was devastating. A couple of months later, we had regrouped and were ready to start another IVF cycle when I discovered that despite our very slim odds, we had managed to fall pregnant on our own. It was the most wonderful shock. We felt like the universe was looking after us and that this baby was clearly meant to be our own little miracle. An early scan revealed a strong heartbeat and also showed that I had ovulated on the right side, the side without a fallopian tube, which made the pregnancy seem even more amazing. We nicknamed our baby Hope. We reached 10 weeks without any sign of trouble. It was the furthest we'd come in any pregnancy, and we couldn't wait for our 10-week scan to see how much baby Hope had grown. 
As the scan began, I grabbed Adam's hand and we both stared expectantly at the screen. By this stage, we knew exactly what to look for and immediately searched for the reassuring flicker on the screen of a beating heart. I looked intently but couldn't see any movement at all. The screen was absolutely still. Time seemed to stand still then. My own heart started pounding. I looked over at Adam. He squeezed my hand a bit tighter, and the fear and anguish in his eyes told me he knew too. There simply wasn't a heartbeat anymore. Our perfect, miracle baby was gone. The instant feeling of loss and grief was almost unbearable. It was like a hard, crushing weight on my chest and I found it difficult to breathe. I just couldn't believe we were going through this for a third time. My mind started spinning and I thought, no, 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 not this baby too. This one was meant to be. What have we done to deserve this? What's wrong with me? As soon as I was allowed to get up, I ran out through the waiting room, past other pregnant women, and made it to the car park where I sank in a heap on the ground, sobbing. I was vaguely aware of people coming and going and staring at me, but I literally could not stand up anymore. Adam eventually came out and helped me home. I felt completely hollowed out and empty. I ached with longing for the life that had been growing inside me and I also felt incredibly alone in my grief. I couldn't imagine life without a child but I also wondered how I would possibly find the strength to keep trying for a baby, to start all over again with the possibility of another loss or worse, the possibility that I might never, ever be a mother. I felt like I'd once again let everyone down. There's always some reason to feel not good enough. And it's hard at the end of the day. They say time heals, and it's true, it does. Adam and I lit candles as a way of saying goodbye and of honouring those little souls who briefly travelled with us. We will never forget them and still sometimes think about and cry about the children who might have been. I'm Emma Siossian. Today we're exploring what it's like to deal with pregnancy loss after facing a long struggle with infertility or IVF to fall pregnant in the first place. Sarah Chapman also suffered a number of pregnancy losses. She says it was always an incredibly sad time, but she also saw the silver lining. It was proof that after trying for so long, she could actually fall pregnant which is what happened after an IVF cycle when her sister Emma had donated her eggs. I was doing my second cycle with Emma as an egg donor and the first one hadn't worked and I wasn't really that upset that it hadn't worked the first time because I knew that it was just a 
bit, a bit, bit of a guinea pig run. Um, but anyway, with the second time round, everything was looking great. I had a transfer and I took pregnancy tests, um, but I they all came up negative. So I rang the clinic um, the day after my blood test and they told me I was pregnant and I couldn't believe it. I thought they'd got the wrong results. Anyway, I rang my husband and told him and he was... Once he actually heard me, he thought I said I wasn't pregnant, but I, I had said I was was pregnant, so I had to shout that down the phone. Um, that pregnancy didn't go to plan, and the first scan we had at six or seven weeks showed that the growth was quite slow. Um, then we had another scan at eight weeks where there was a heartbeat, but the growth was slow again. And then we had another scan at 10 weeks, and the heartbeat had stopped. So we'd gone from complete elation to um, it's all over. But while it was a tragic and a very upsetting experience, it wasn't as upsetting as I think it could have been because I was so excited that I had been pregnant and I could be pregnant. And if we just got the right embryo, then this could happen for us. went through a natural miscarriage, which was pretty full on. Um, But I wanted to experience it. I wanted to know what it was like to be pregnant and I wanted to know what it was like to miscarry, um, if that was going to be my experience in life. We went to a very special place where I actually did miscarry and we buried our embryo and that under a special tree and that's a very special place for us. And it was a very special place in our when we started going out as well in our courtship, so to speak. But I don't, I don't look, I don't look negatively on it. I look at it as a, an incredible opportunity and experience. You know, any opportunity to be pregnant, I think, for me, was something that I really wanted. And you know, going through a loss was part of that journey. Nicole Shedden says losing a pregnancy after trying for years to fall pregnant is something she will never forget. I did have a um, an early loss. It was actually our third year wedding anniversary. It, I think to this day it sort of sits with me as well because it was quite a, a big a big deal. That's to this day my only time that I've been able to conceive a child or, you know, have a, sorry, successful pregnancy as such um, on our own. Uh, And, you know, that's now that's coming up to like nine years. So nine years of of trying to have a baby. Yes, we've got an IVF miracle, but, you know, it it definitely is significant to me. Um, You know, it it was something that I think, yeah, to this day probably still sits with me. And being it's on a wedding anniversary, it's, it's one of those days that you just don't forget. Louise Harper says she was lucky not to suffer any pregnancy losses herself. But in her professional role as an IVF nurse and a midwife, she's helped many other women deal with loss. I think if there is a God and watching over me, I'm clearly he was aware that I would never have coped with a miscarriage. So fortunately I, I did not. The majority of my career has, in the last... 10 years has been around supporting families through pregnancy loss. So through early pregnancy loss and 
um, late miscarriage and stillbirth. And for me, being able to provide the support, the nurture, the guidance that they need and make a difference has been um, an incredibly rewarding part of my career. I think a couple that have gone to extraordinary lengths to have a baby that have a pregnancy loss have a heightened loss. Their grieving is heightened. And, you know, and for those women that have had more than one pregnancy loss, they, they may know what it's like, but it doesn't make it any easier. Join me next time when we'll look at the impact infertility, IVF and pregnancy loss can have on people's relationships with friends and loved ones and how much it can affect a person's mental well-being, especially when efforts to conceive a child become long-term and stretch beyond months into years. 